Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire, and I'm here with my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What up, dude? What it do? Man. So, guys, today is going to be a little different. A little different today. We got uh, Mr. Will Coggins with us today. Will, how are you, buddy? What's up, guys? So happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm fired up. Absolutely. Happy to have you here, man. So what, what's what's different is um, you may or may not know Will's name by now. Will, Will is, um, like us, fairly new into the, uh, the wholesaling real estate world. And so it's always good to uh, have someone who um, is not only newer, but someone who's done deals and someone who has an incredible mindset to, to really grow their business. And so I heard Will, Will's story when we chopped it up not too long ago, just kind of like an intro, you know, getting to meet each other. And after hearing his story, I'm like, dude, we got to get you on the show. Like that, that's really cool. So I want to start it off, Will, just by uh, giving people a little bit of background, man. If we can dive into your origin story, you know, where, you know, where, where are you from? What was life like growing up? How did you uh, become the man you are today? So let's start there. Sure. So obviously, Will Coggins, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina. I, I'm the oldest of four. I've got two incredible parents that have been unwavering in their support for me their entire lives. And, and I have an amazing family behind me. And so born and raised in, in the same place, I had many, many different odd jobs growing up, a little bit of everything from working at a, at a marina as a dockhand to working at an auto supply store to delivering Pepsis. Fast forward to about 21, 22. I never really wanted to go to college. Same. A lot of my family, and I, I think I'm going to be the only one of my siblings that doesn't end up going. They're all, <laughs> they're all, they're all way smarter than me. I like to sure. say sometimes they're, they're going places. So I, I never really wanted to go to college. I never really had any desire to do any kind of, of formal education. And at a young age, around, I would say the age of 13 or 14, I really wanted to join the military and never really took action on that until 23, well, 22, when I initially went and signed up with the Navy recruiter. I was like, okay, I'm going to go be a Navy SEAL, do all the training, carry the boats, the whole nine yards. Fast forward six months, I'm about to go into the Navy. I, I linked up with a guy who is, was, a, was a former Army Ranger and had several conversations with him and decided this is the route that I'm going to take. So the day before I was supposed to ship out with the Navy, I went right next door to the Army recruiter and said, I've got all my paperwork with the Navy, but I want to go Army and I want to go do cool stuff. He's like, all right, cool. I'll get you in. Go to go to MEPS, did the whole sign up thing. MEPS is, is the entrance into the military. Everybody has to go and, and do all kinds of things like the like the infamous oh, duck yeah. walk. And so I did that. And shipped out to basic training six months later in November, uh, September of 2017. Did about a year of training, went through uh, ranger assessment and selection, 
uh, twice actually that I failed, I failed land nav the first time and, and just decided to go through the whole thing again as if one time wasn't enough, but right. <laughs> that was cool. So August of 2018 graduated from RASP shipped up to JBLM Washington and Tacoma in September of 2018 and was with second ranger battalion for just over three years i i got out in 20 in november of 2021 and got out of the army yeah got out of the army in 2021 uh took about a month off and then just went full blast into into wholesale i i kind of tiptoed on the idea of real estate for a while because i knew that i didn't want to pursue a college degree and I really, I really enjoy problems that don't involve a lot of formalized education. And I feel like from my military background, I've got some street smarts. Sure. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of carryover into real estate for me, for example, acronyms being one of the, one of the big ones that was, that started clicking immediately. It helped my learning curve. I, I started right. learning really quickly. So I, I first discovered real estate in probably June of 2021, the year that I was getting out. I, I knew I wanted to, to be my own boss, to be an entrepreneur, and then discovered, you know, J Jamil, Pace, Brent, and committed to a community. And, and I felt like that at the time, Jamil's Astro Flipping program just totally aligned with with where I'm at and where I wanted to be and the rest is history. So did you attempt to do any deals or any real estate before joining, joining the coaching group? I did. So in, in, I want to say October of 21 pace did a free driving for deals challenge where mm. all the sub two students get together. They help non-students who've never gotten the first deal, get their first deal. And so I, I went through that, didn't get a deal, kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I really need to give this another shot. This, this seems like something really fun and really rewarding and made the jump in, in January of last year and haven't looked back. Dude. That's so, awesome. okay. So from the, from the time you got out of the military to, you know, the time you took real estate seriously, what were you doing for income? So I, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of transition leave saved up. So nice. I was still making, I was still making a good amount really every month from the army and, and then some. So I, I had a pretty good cushion for, for a while in terms of waiting to get my first deal. I put all of Astro on a credit card. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea if, if it even worked. Right. And just trusted the process. And then in March, I closed, I closed two deals within two weeks of each other. So it was bam, bam. My first deal was $1,200. It's the best $1,200 I've ever made in my entire life. Hey, let's go. Just the, just the, 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 the mindset shift and overcoming what you had no idea what was even possible was just, it was such, it was such a breakthrough for somebody like me who'd only worked either government or nine to five W2 jobs, nothing wrong with those to each their own. But for me, it was, it was a huge breakthrough and has absolutely trickled down into my personal life in a very positive way. Awesome. Awesome. So awesome. 
Dude, that's incredible. Okay. So, uh, you kind of, you know, you, you were dabbling around real estate in June of 2021 and then January, I believe of 2022 is that's when you started with Astro, right? And then you That's said right. March, March, you, you had two back-to-back deals and you got that proof of concept. So uh, January to March is, is quite a, it's not a lot of time by, by any means, but I know a lot of people that are kind of bummed out that, you know, they don't get their deal in the first month or two or whatnot. What was your mindset like that, that kept you in the game? My, my first thought, uh-oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, hang on one second. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. Cool. Not sure what happened. I think I cut out. No, you're good. Okay. So my mindset between between January and, and March time frame. So my first and only thought with, at the time was I've got to pay off this debt somehow. This credit, this credit card debt is, is racking up. It's, it's, it's not going to pay itself off. So I, I, I made a decision to where I didn't really have a way out and I had to force myself into it in order to produce results. But, Day to day during that time, I, I had just moved out. I, I lived in the barracks for my entire time. And I just moved out into a place where I was renting a room for super cheap, um, like $400 a month. And I was just on, on my computer in my room every single day, just, just grinding it out. And I was inspired by the success of people and other people in the group. Michelle Garabito, Brittany Berryman, the right. people who have really exemplified the astro community and the and what it means to to be an astro flipper. And for me, it was I wanted to I wanted to prove to myself that I, it was something that I could do, jump into a brand new skill, and produce results from it. But I knew that I wouldn't get the results I wanted if I didn't do the work that was needed to get those results. And it's Absolutely. hard. It, it's it what it was hard then, and I can say that the experience of of being in the driver's seat on deals is so important. I think that's as a new guy, that's one thing I didn't understand. Perspective is everything. That's sure. one thing I didn't understand that I I not fully understand, but understand more so now. Right, is that when you when you do a deal, the check is that's that's like the that's the very end of it. Everything you learn in the process, talking to title, talking to buyers, talking to sellers, all of that, that's the most valuable part of it. And the check is just the reward and the value you brought to that particular transaction. Tanner and I, we talk about it all the time, how when we got our check from our first deal, we weren't doing backflips or anything. You know, it it was, uh, it was very, it just, you know, because we it's like we'd been through so much, <laughs> you know, you've gone through so much from locking up that deal and all the stress, all the stuff that happens, you know, unless your first deal goes smoothly, which I don't wish for anyone, you know, I wish your first deal is kind of a pain in the ass because if it's not, then your second deal will be. Um, but yeah, and then you, then you get the check and it's almost like, whew, it's like you just finished a race. Like you're not happy. You're just like, 
oh, done. Okay, cool. All right, now I got to do it again. <laughs> you know? um, and so, yeah, that, that can be tricky. So a lot of people that are, you know, just wishing for that first deal, it's like, be careful what you wish for, you know, enjoy the journey because that's, that's the real process, you know, it's not the end. Um, so, but, but, you know, I, I totally get it. So let me ask you when in those, in those times, you know, where you're pushing through, where you're like, dude, I got to pay this freaking credit card bill off. Did you have a lot of uncertainty or were you super confident that you were going to figure it out? I had a lot of uncertainty. I knew that, that if I followed to a T what I was being taught and what other people are talking about on zoom calls, like the calls we have with Jamil and then other student leaders throughout the weeks. I, I had a feeling, I wasn't 100% certain though. There, there's a lot of uncertainty that goes into it because you're making such a big jump. Friends, family members, all types of people that are speaking into your life may have some sort of say in that too and be like, oh, you know, it's, it's a really crazy time to be in real estate and there's a lot of doubt that creeps in if you're not right. keeping, if you're not maintaining a, a healthy mindset. So absolutely there there was there was plenty of uncertainty and doubt through that process but i just decided hey i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with this so no matter no matter what is it fair to say that your your why your reason why was the thing that kept motivating you through the uncertainty or was it just you know proving the haters wrong or what was it that got you through that right so so what what fueled me through that These are tough. These are tough questions. Yeah. No, these, these are good. Thanks. <laughs> a lot of stuff that, so, you know, people don't think about, you know, because you just go through it and then you, and then you do it. But, you know, when someone asks you, you're like, crap, okay, let me think back. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really given it thought, but I think the big, the biggest motivator was, hey, you know, getting, getting out of, of a of time in the military and moving on to something else. I've got, I've got to do something. And I'm one of those people that I have to be pouring into something. I have to be producing. I have to be driving towards something because I got out in November 21, went home for three weeks in North Carolina in December and, and was dealing with the, the transition funk that a lot of us deal with and things like that. I, I'm thinking to myself, I've got to pour myself into something because it's going to make my time getting out easier. Sure. But for me, it was, I, I, I've got to, I've got to make something of myself and I, and now is the time to start. Now is the time to sow the, the seeds of success for the future and, and, and what my future goals are. What was the most uncomfortable part for you when you were getting started? You know, you're in the Astro course, you now have some guidance, but there was probably some stuff that was, kind of maybe, you know, maybe you're hesitant on or things that you just didn't want to do because it was out of your comfort zone. Can you think back to any of those things? Yeah, absolutely. Biggest, biggest hurdle for me was talking, talking to strangers on the phone mm. for sure. Sellers, agents, and, and every time you talk to a stranger, it's, you get a little bit of an adrenaline rush. You get a little bit of, you know, kind of a funny feeling, but overcoming that and you develop confidence over time once you get the proof of concept because you're not just talking to people as somebody who wants to do a deal you're talking to people as someone who has done deals and you know that you are the best solution for that person 
in whatever situation they're going through. I think that's mm -hmm. so important that you just said that it's, it's having the confidence and understanding the value that you bring to the table in this. And I think that it's one of the things, Tanner, I don't know if you agree, but people that, that are held back, they don't understand the value that they bring. You know, they almost minimize their, <clears throat> their, their efforts and what they're doing. Um, and, and they almost put the, you know, other people, what are other people going to think about me and whatnot ahead of the fact that you are bringing value to the marketplace? You know, you're offering solutions to this, this seller that probably doesn't have, you know, a realistic way out of this thing. So that that's incredible um, that, that you said that. Thank you for that. Um, let, well, uh, let me ask this then real quick, because let's clear the air for some newer wholesalers. Um, what were some of the things you were worried about um, with talking with sellers? Because obviously, you know, the common one seems to be, oh, I don't want them to think badly about me or I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Is that what you're, you were feeling or what was your, why was that something that made you feel uncomfortable? Sure. Uh, and I would say that would, that was at the time when I first started across the board, sellers, agents, buyers, even, even title companies who are, you know, a very neutral part of the, of the process. Mm, I would, I would say that it was, it was that it, it was some of that imposter syndrome that Jamil talk, talks about and how important that is to 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 understand when it does creep in, how to recognize it and how to nip in the bud. Because for me, it was struggling with like, gosh, I'm talking to people with authority, but I still haven't done a deal yet. That was the that was the biggest hurdle in conversations that I, I feel like I, I had to overcome. Because if, say, say you're the seller and you're in a situation, pre-foreclosure, for example, and you, you need help, you want somebody who's competent. You don't want somebody who is, is, is you know, anxious and nervous and, and, and may, may stumble. And getting help from people who have been, that, that, that has been my, by far my biggest the driver of my success is, is the, the people around me, the people that have been there to support me and that have, that have held my hand through deals. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. I, I wouldn't have the, and I have very little still, but I wouldn't have the experience I do had it not been for so many other people who have been instrumental every step of the way. So how did you get over it? So do you, you relied on other people for the, for the imposter syndrome. How did you get through that? through other people? Is that what you're saying? I, I would say I got through that through actually through, through closing deals. Mm. Action. Know, yeah. Working on working on like role playing with calls and things like that, talking to more people and just literally going out there and trying to fail, literally falling flat on my face time after time and after time again, until you get a point where you're a little bit in more of a groove, a little bit more of a, of a place where you're, you know, you, you step back and look at a conversation and realize, hey, I got more traction this time than I did the previous time because of either what I said or or the experience that I've had. So, mm. absolutely. Um, what 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 do you think is a, a challenge that you're currently facing in your business right now? I would say it's it's definitely it's right now it's 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 falling short of KPIs, right? Like planning, planning the day the night before saying, I'm going to make X amount of calls during this time block in the next day. And then 
it's frustrating when I don't, when I don't hit those. Right. right. Some, sometimes like, for example, one thing that I've done is I have a, I'll make a list of, of on market properties to call say 15, 20 of those. And then two out of 20 agents answer the phone. And then I'm spending pushing into the afternoon, following up, and then only five answer on the first day. Right. And there's, there's this term that, Oh, it's, it's, it's five offer offers a day, 50 conversations a day, which is honestly a really arbitrary number because it's that, that should always be the goal minimum. But in my opinion, and, and the, I think that the quality matters so much more these days because sure. when you're contacting an agent, you're building a relationship. It's not a one touch, one and done transactional kind of deal. Like when I, when I connect with somebody, I want to, I want to be able to text them on their birthday. I want to, I want to know if they had, if they had another kid, if they're adding another one to the family. Right. So right relationships it, it's 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 overemphasized so much but it really is that simple hmm. accountability so sounds like a, a thing that may help you did, did you seek out any sort of sources of accountability like did you have a partner or, or were you involved in any groups or anything like how did you you know, because a lot of times it's, especially when people are flying under the radar, if you're brand new, when you don't have anyone to be accountable to, it, it requires an insane amount of discipline, you know, to, to stay in the game. Um, were, did you have any accountability sources? Not, not really, no. In my first six months, I, I focused heavily on, on Washington State as my, as my market. That's where I did my first couple deals. And there were there are a few students that I talk to on pretty much a daily basis that are that are still up in the in the Washington market doing deals. And I know I didn't ask anybody directly, like, hey, can we be like battle buddies or accountability partners or, or what have you? But I think it's just it's it's having the intention of one of those one of those I would say is getting really, really good at follow up, because if you are if you're adamant about your follow-up, that's your accountability. Sure. Instead of coming to a group and saying, Hey, I'm new. I want to be accountability partners with so-and-so, or I, I, I need a mentor or so we, we've heard, we've heard it all. Sure. But the biggest, the biggest thing is for me, I felt like coming into Astro and starting and doing deals and, 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 and understanding the process. I had first things first is I ha I felt re personally responsible for contributing to that. And I thought if I'm not bringing value through deals and experience, then I, I have, I, ha I don't have much to offer. So maybe, maybe a little, uh, a little extreme, but that's, that's kind of how my, my mind processed it and how, how I don't think as much about that anymore, but that's how I, I processed it, you know, getting into it and understanding the game. No, that that's that's very understandable. You know, I think um, a lot of times people people join with this expectation of everyone kind of coming to their rescue, you know, and 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 really doing everything in their power to help out. When ultimately, you know, you, there, you need, just need to be resourceful. You know, you need to figure out ways to. 
to keep yourself inspired and motivated and move forward instead of relying on outside sources, you know, to do that for you. I think that's a big difference in some of the people that have had success in this business fairly early on. And some of the people that, that take a while, you know, is they, they learn to become more self-reliant. So that, I think that's an excellent answer. Um, what's, what's, what's one of the greatest lessons that you've learned so far in your real estate journey? The greatest lessons. Communi communication, hmm. communication, the, the clearer, the better. What I mean by that is I learned early on when I had three deals bust in my first six months is when you're communicating, whether it's especially when, when title and escrow are involved, things like email, cha email chains create that accountability. I didn't learn. It took me several deals falling through to, to learn that and how important that really is. So, the sooner that you can get everybody in a transaction on the same page, the better, because so, so, so that that's one of them. So I'll kind of answer this two, twofold sure. that being one of them. And then another one, I, I, I am the king of shiny object. I <laughs> went and did other things for months. Didn't do the astro method, got distracted, didn't have much success. The, the biggest thing is focusing on one method one market as much as you can and 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 staying in staying in one asset class like if you're gonna, if you're going to do single family st stick with that if you're going to do land stick with that if you're going to do multifamily then then be that like anything you do any any field or asset class strive to be that guy or that girl in that field and be no be strive to be known by that very good point. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Will, common, what would you say? Um, what would you say is your superpower, bro? My superpower. Other I, than I, being I, so handsome, and I mean, the beard is on point, bro. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I've got a good oil recommendation if you don't want. To. <laughs> <laughs> any, okay. Anyway, my my superpower. So, hmm, I, I would say I would say be I would say assertiveness. I hmm. being in real estate has really helped me to make quicker decisions and make decisions on the fly. And in a field and in a time and in, in our history and in our lives where there's a lot of frankly, indecisiveness. Sure. If you can keep a clear head and make a quick decision, like people, people notice that people are, people are impacted by that. And with, with the opportunity that real estate brings, we also have an incredible responsibility too, because of what people are putting their trust in us. We have to make sure that we're doing everything we can even when we're not working to make sure that we stay on top of our game we have to make sure that our skills are constantly being sharpened our personal relationships are are solid and coming from me who i'm still figuring all of that out it's it's important you, you have to stay you have to stay dialed in yeah dude i mean you made a great point with with you know su with your superpower being you know, your decisiveness. I think that's powerful because, so I was a part of a sales uh, 
team a while back and I remember going, going to one of our trainings and there's this guy named John Addison, who was the CEO of, I think prime America or something like that it was, an, uh, it was a multi-level marketing company. And uh, John Addison said, I'll never forget this. He said, you, if it, in order to win in business, you got to be decisive. And he said, let's break the word decide down. He's like, decide. He's like, it ends in is side. He's like, what else, what else can we think of that ends in is side? You know, suicide, homicide, pesticide. What is the side? He said, decide is the death of all other options. That's the side. So, dude, I, I, I think that's powerful, man. If that's your superpower and you're able to be decisiveness, I'm pretty sure that's going to serve you very well in business and in your real estate career. So that's a huge one, man. What's, what's so far, you've been at this for a little while now, what's been your most interesting failure so far? Mm. Coming on the backs of a decisiveness question. <laughs> um, Don't worry, we'll, we'll edit the pause out. <laughs> biggest, biggest failure. Hmm. I, I would say, I would say not, I would say the, I would, I wouldn't necessarily call it a failure. I'd say biggest, one of the biggest lessons mm. is vet who you work with. Make okay. sure, make sure the people that you work with are on the same page, whatever, whatever your values, whatever you, whatever your values are, whatever your alignment and your moral compasses, make sure the people that you are working with, whether it be a wholesaler an agent, whoever, make sure they're on the same page. Well, take a few minutes and, and be a little bit more specific. You don't have to break down, you know, you don't have to give us names or anything, but let us know the situation that you went through. Cause I'm sure there's other people that'll be able to relate. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So back in uh, the one that stands out to me the most is back in, back in June, kind of right when the markets started to take a shift, I, I had a deal brought to me in, in Seattle, about well, about thirty minutes south of Seattle, and the guy who the the wholesaler who had it had a really big assignment fee on it. I mean, it was fifty grand, huge assignment fee on a single family home that was in pretty good shape too. Um, at the time, I was really hungry for my next deal, and I I glossed over some things. His his character being one of them. And so I, I, I saw, you know, got everything I needed to. I saw the contract. I, I found the buyer, all of that. And there were some, there were some issues with the, the title company. So that the, 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 the end buyer had a hard money lender lined up and they, the, the hard money lender found out that there was, there was a double close happening and they, they didn't fund it. And it was a lot of back and forth, the title company, actually uh, they they released earnest money prematurely too which caused a lot of a lot of friction so that house of cards fell apart within really like a day mm. and circling back that for me really kind of resonated hey you need to make sure that the people that you're working with know what they're doing and if not then at least kind of feel them out ask them, ask them certain questions to make sure all the boxes are checked because our buyer relationship relationships are super important. We have to make sure that we're working with somebody else on the front end, that they're doing everything that we need to provide a quality, pro a quality product, which is absolutely. This 
Absolutely. I love that you shifted my question from, you know, uh, failure to lesson. That just it lets me know a lot about your mindset, man. You, you don't look at this as a, oh, I screwed up a failure. It's like, no, cool. I learned from this. Now, you know, it's not going to happen again moving forward. Uh, so that that's sick, man. Let's flip that around. And, and what's what's been your most interesting success so far? Like just a fun story of something that happened to you. Sure. So... I, I kind of went off and, and did some direct to seller, didn't have much success, spent a bunch of money on on marketing and kind of circled back around to the Astro group and getting really involved in, I'd say, around early December, mid-November. So I know that there are a lot of people out there who, and I'll get to your question, I promise. There are a lot of people out there who are looking at things and systems and every every everybody's telling you to buy something, you know, sure. buy Privy, PropStream, all this, all this stuff. Keep it simple. Right now, all I'm using is Privy, PropStream, and Google Docs. That's it. I'm not using Podio, sure, every now and then, but keep it. if you can keep it as simple as possible, you, your learning curve shortens. So biggest, biggest win so far was we just closed a, a creative deal uh, with Abraham Gray, who you guys just had on recently. What an incredible oh, yeah. guy. Mad, mad respect for Abraham. Shout out to him. And so I, I networked with, with the, the wholesaler who had it tied up. It was a sub two seller finance hybrid at principal only, and it was a pre foreclosure deal. So we had about 10 days left until the auction date when I, when I'd gotten it. So time was really, really tight. It was right after Christmas, right in between new years when people are off for the holidays and we got it to we got it to the closing attorney and they pushed it i mean they put their full attention onto it it was it was crazy there were there were three title shirts comes back with three liens totaling about $80,000 there was just all sorts of problems and things that had to be had to be solved and again abraham was was a big part of why we got this deal closed because there were some things that even the attorneys couldn't figure out that he had to jump in and say, Hey, let's do this, this, and this to, to make sure that this guy's taken care of. So we ended up closing on that about, so we closed on the 30th of December and the, the auction date was scheduled for the next Tuesday. And we had the arrears balance paid off 10 minutes before they have closed. Oh my wow. gosh. So it was, you know, fourth quarter, no time on the clock, and you got to throw a touchdown pass. That's what happened. Pretty much. So that was that was a really fun one, kind of a introduction into the creative world. Both me and the other wholesaler, who's actually supposed to be getting a, I think a a, a seller finance assignment fee as well. So we both made fifteen on that one. That was a that was a really fun deal. Fifteen k. Yeah, man. Nice. Awesome. So that was that was, the year, really, huh? that was a really fun one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Rolling into the new year. I that, that's that's phenomenal. That's a cool story. I, I love hearing this this success stories. I love hearing the failure stories too, because again, it's just a it it, it creates an ability for people to to relate. Um, I've said this before, but when I first got started. Um, before my first deal, I just, I downloaded so many podcasts in my brain. I mean, I had heard every story 
um, at that point where I was almost bulletproof going into, you know, making my calls and whatnot. Cause I, I just, I'd seen and heard so many, well not seen, but I'd heard of so many situations. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a wild ride. So thanks. Thanks for sharing that, man. Um, and, uh, just, so just to let everyone know, like as far as systems go and, and whatnot, Will is absolutely right. You know, keeping things simple in the beginning is definitely the way to go. It, you know, keeps your costs down. Um, you don't need too many crazy systems, especially when you're a one man show, you know? Um, so yeah, don't get caught up in all that. Um, but I do want to take a minute, you know, for a quick, you know, plug on Privy because Privy is a phenomenal software. If you're doing any kind of, um, any kind of wholesaling, um, you know, where you're privy is mostly on, on market, right? It's an on market software. So it gives you access to the MLS essentially all across the nation. Um, and in our Astro community, we're big proponents of using privy because our model is mostly all about, you know, working with agents and, and getting your deals. And so privy is just a great, 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 great tool um, to help you get all the info that you need. Um, and, and it just makes it so simple. So we do like, we're, we're a, we're a huge advocate of Privy. We actually, we're, we're, uh, what do you call it? Affiliates. And so I guess quick plug got privy.com if anyone wants to, uh, uh, look into Privy. Um, but yeah, thank you for bringing that up, man. That that's a really, really important fact that I think a lot of people kind of focus on the, Oh, the systems, I need all these systems. And it's like, no, you don't dude. What'd you say you had Google, uh, Google spreadsheets, Privy and something else. Yeah. It's, it, it's like I said, as simple as possible right now I'm using it's, it's prop stream, Privy and Google docs. Got you. Got you. It's, it's that simple. If you have, if you have a, if you have a way to, when you're getting deals or going after deals, you can process those deals, make sure they are deals and then create a separate Google doc sheet for offers. It's that simple. The offer sheet is after they've been comped of, of course, and Absolutely. make and obviously make sure you have a buyer or at least an idea of somebody who will buy it. There's a, there's a gentleman in Astro that, that I spoke with recently who uh, I talk about simple. So he's, he's from Africa. Um, and I don't know if that's relevant or not, or that's why he does this, but he's got the most simplest process. He, he doesn't use privy. He doesn't, he doesn't use batch. He doesn't use any of that stuff. He uses Zillow, hundred percent Zillow. And he communicates to agents through email. He doesn't even he text or call. He does wow. all of his deals through email. And uh, we got to get him on because that that's that would drive me fun. nuts. I should know yeah. how much I'm not an email guy. So I don't know like, how he has the patience for that. <laughs> I know I've got like like man. two screens behind me and kind of geeking out on you know looking at a bunch of different things at once. And that's that's ultra simplistic. But hey, if it's if he's making it happen, then you know, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> dude. Will uh, just, so as, as we kind of come to a close and wrap this up again. Thank you for your time, brother. Um, I, I want to ask you uh, for, and I think you, you kind of said this earlier, but I just want to ask you more directly. Um, what's a word of inspiration you have to other wholesalers that are that are getting started? Keep going. Stay stay consistent. There's a lot of a lot of people are are getting out of the game right now, and a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines. And lean into it. Lean into your lean into your community. Lean into your network. Make sure that you have people who in your life who are supportive because it can get lonely out there. When you go three, four months without a closing, it can get lonely sometimes. And keep pushing. It's it's it sounds incredibly simple, but it really is that simple. Do 
if you've done a deal, do what works. If you have not done a deal yet, then do replicate the success of other people and you will mm. get where you want to be so much faster, especially, especially if you're able to learn from their mistakes. I'm always happy to share my mistakes and my shortcomings because that will shorten somebody else's learning curve. We always, those of us who have done deals, we have to make sure we're passing the torch to the people who haven't yet. I think it's incredibly important too. What you said is, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a simplistic saying of keep going, but more than ever right now, I always tell people like in this market, sure. Is it, is it tougher or, you know, are the deals come as easy? No. I mean, there's a lot more. That's where a few things that you've said throughout the podcast, that's where it really correlates right now that, you know, like you said, where it's, you know, quality over quantity at this point, because relationships are what you need in a market like we're in right now. Mm. And then not only that is the people that are on the sidelines. Um, I heard a quote not too long ago and it was like, have you ever met a successful person that quit? As long as you don't quit, you're going to be successful. It's as simple as that. And so there's so many success stories in this business specifically where, man, you can go up and down the list of everyone, listen to all the different stories, all the different people and all that wonderful stuff. And all the same people that ended up successful in this business or their company or whatever it is, all have the same thing, which is they didn't quit. They, no matter what the difference was between a deal, some people didn't get a deal um, for a year, a year and a half, two weeks, two months. Right. But as long as they just kept going, um, success will find you. Because like you said, also, you're going to learn. You're going to, you need to fail. You have to fall flat on your face. So that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, real quick, God, the last thing I'll say is I was having a talk with someone else earlier today and it was the same thing. I told him, I go, as I should mention earlier, my first three deals didn't even feel like I did anything. To, they didn't feel, they didn't feel good because the deals were so easy. Now it's like, I, I tell people all the time, it's like, please, obviously no one wants a deal to fall through. No one wants to fail. No one, none of that. But it's so important that you're, you accept the failure in a way so that way you can grow because that's what's ultimately going to make you better you said a lot of gems on this episode and i hope a lot of new wholesalers actually listen to this episode twice because um i think you're you're obviously story is incredible but you're incredibly relatable in a lot of a lot of ways and so um you're a rock star man thank you well, tanner i appreciate you brother keep going keep pushing i love it dude well will dude how can people like what market are you in how can people uh work with you and get in touch with you yeah. So right now I'm in the Atlanta market and we've got a rock star group of people also in the Atlanta market and yeah, Astro, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> some, 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 some killers down there. Yeah, so trying to, trying to replicate their success and, and get and understand it more. So my, my handle for Instagram and Facebook is just my name. It's, it's WN Coggins, W-N-C-O-G-G-I-N-S. Facebook and Instagram. It's where you can find me. Sweet. Is that and how yeah, you prefer? Yeah. Ahead, either, 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 or that's it. Facebook's probably better, but as far as getting a hold of me, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help anybody who wants to chop it up or, or ask questions. And if I don't have the answer, I'll find somebody who does. Yeah, you got some real estate wizards there in Atlanta. So keep, keep it rocking, man. You're, you're golden. Yeah. And Will's like, for anyone who doesn't know, Will is a distro beast, like distro meaning distribution, like 
bring him deals. He's got buyers. Like he's, he's super connected in the ATL, but you know, the deal he was just talking about, uh, or the success story where he mentioned Abraham Gray, Abraham Gray is someone who is a multi multi millionaire. He's got over 60 different companies. Um, and he's in the Astro community, you know, and he's connected with Will Coggins. There's Racky Zidane. Racky's a, I mean, just an incredible human being who, you know, not only has a massive business, but he just has a massive heart as well and loves helping people. So Will's tied in all these people, guys. So if you've got deals in, in the ATL area, definitely, definitely send them Will's way because he'll, he'll get them closed for sure. Will, brother, thank you so much, man. It's been real. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, anything you, uh, anything you wanted to say, uh, Tanner or Will, before we cut it loose? Well, we'll go ahead, man. What do you, what's the final words, bro? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for you too. I, I told somebody earlier today, they asked me what I'm doing. And I said, I'm, I'm hopping on with, on a podcast with two guys who are interviewing some, some high level people in, in real estate and I'm, I'm honored. So thank you guys for, for making this podcast. I, We'll absolutely promote it and hope you guys just absolutely blow up. It's it's been a it's been a blast though, guys. Thank you. Awesome, brother. No awesome. Man. Appreciate no that. Said. Well, guys, keep going. Like Will said, your success is inevitable. And we want to see you on the next episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. So until then, keep listening. We'll, we'll see you next time, guys. Peace. What up, Elite fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and Give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.